Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. As you may have heard from the past day or so, we have been able to actually get together and get some board gaming in. It's been super fun. Jeremiah and I played probably seven or eight different games on Friday night and Saturday. And then AJ came over. I got to meet him for the first time, which was a pleasure. He's an awesome guy. And we got to play a few more games on Sunday before we wrapped up. So it was a game weekend full of gaming that was long time in the making and it was great to do again with Jeremiah and then uh, with my new pal AJ. So uh, one of the games I wanted to talk about was King's Abbey. This is one that I've been looking forward to. It's supposed to be kind of a meaty filler, or not meaty filler, a meaty euro with dice manipulation and things like that and it was not great. It was, I mean right off the bat, the biggest thing that's going to keep this from ever hitting the table with me again is the length. It was too stinking long. And there were only three of us. And we, after the first couple rounds, which were slow, we knew what we were doing. It was, we were not slow players. There was not analysis paralysis. Uh, once we got the rules down the first couple rounds, everything went smoothly. It still just took too stinking long. Um, if you're going to have a game that, that, lasts for hours and hours this one was over three i want to say after rules then you really it it better be a big payoff for you and this one was just not a big payoff there there's a lot of luck with the dice and there are things you can do with with other dice but uh it just it, it just wasn't very interesting the things you had to do certainly not three hours interesting so King's Abbey, uh, I, I really want to give the, the designer credit for, he had some great stuff in there, some interesting mechanisms. I liked the way some of the things were handled, but the rest of it uh, just didn't add up to something that I would want to play again based on the length alone, um, not to mention a couple of other small things. And then as a publisher, like the, the pieces were pretty good and the dice were great and everything, but man, that rule book needed an index like you would not believe. We were looking up so many things. What is a barn? Where do you get the barn? I finally had to go to Board Game Geek where somebody asked a question and and the designer or the publisher, I'm not sure which, chimed in and said, oh yeah, here's here's the explanation on that. That should be in the rule book and it should be easy to find. And I say, I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million more. If you are a publisher, before you publish your game, have someone sit down with your rules who has never played it before. And if they have a question... You write it down and address it. Keep track. It's a simple thing to do. I guarantee there were other people who thought, I don't know what a barn is, what does a barn do? But there's there's almost nothing in the rules about it. It's, it's terrible. So, publisher needs to help out, but at the end of the day, King's Abbey was not a great game for me, and I can't really recommend it. Sorry. But anyway, We'll talk about other games. We'll talk about what is happening next weekend with more gaming. And uh, let's keep the conversation going. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM. This is AJ. Just to follow up on uh, Firestone's statements about King's Abbey, I wanted to give him and Jeremiah the first crack at it. Um, I actually thought the game was beautiful. Just gorgeous. I thought um, it was bright. The colors were vivid. Um, it had it, it wasn't gorgeous in the sense like it was a um, like beautiful artwork, but it was just it was just very pleasing to look at. It was it was more cartoony artwork. Uh, I liked that. That one was I was okay with that. 
Um, it looked great. Um, I was really excited that when I opened the box, all the components were already divided up into uh, bags already. We didn't have to punch anything, which that's always cool. Um, except I know there's a thrill for some people when, when, the, when you punch board games. So if you like that, well, then you miss that in this game. I thought it was a bonus. I liked that I could just throw the pieces on the table and get ready to go. Um, but it wasn't that easy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, I threw the pieces on the table so I was ready to go. Oh, but wait. I have an hour of rule explanation. That's an exaggeration. I have a half an hour of rule as, uh, explanation. Not to mention the fact that I can't even hit all on all the minutia of the rules. So that was a tough, uh, tough pill for me to swallow in that this game took a long time for us to get it up and running. I watched two tutorials on this game before it even started and there were still little things that I, I, I couldn't answer here and that we got to that point when I was explaining the rules and I was like, and so this is what you would do there but I'm not sure what happens if you don't do it. Um, and so it was stuff like that. And then we had to look it up. And like I said, I, I, I watched the tutorial on this and uh, I, I play a lot of games. I mean, we that's what I do. I play board games as many of you do. And so you get pretty used to reading rules and getting them down real quick. This was not easy. So um, I did like a lot of the mechanics in the game. I thought they were extremely good mechanics. Um, I saw the way that you can manipulate your dice and even if you had bad dice rolls the way you could use them And I'm sorry because I'm not even talking about what you actually do in the game I'm just talking about things. I didn't like some of the, the the theme of the game was good I liked I liked building up the Abbey fighting off the darkness But overall yeah, I agree with the sentiments of Scott the the length is too long uh, the rule book is too hard to, to follow and It's just there's there's better games that are of that weight that I'm gonna to get to my table. With that said, um, this might be a game for you. If you uh, don't have, I would, I would look at some more reviews, more tutorials of this game. But I mean, just sitting through the tutorial was kind of painful for me. Um, so, I mean, try it out. Look, see, if you, see if you're interested. Don't buy the game. Look at the tutorial first. Look at some reviews. Uh, this is our review. I hope it's helpful. Um, so, anyways, that's my take on King's Abbey. I've wasted three minutes talking about that. Let's talk about what's hitting the table tonight. Um, I'm back with my game group. We're getting our final adventure of Descent going tonight. We are doing, when I say final, I mean our interlude uh, in the campaign because we're going to take a break from it for a while after the interlude. Um, we're also going to get Magic the Gathering Planeswalkers to the table. I told you I picked this up a couple weeks ago for seven bucks at Toys R Us. Super excited about that. The minis are cool. I've watched my tutorials. I've read my I've read my rule book. Seems like a really easy game. It's going to be a nice little battling skirmish. Uh, we're going to get to play some enhancement cards and spells on our heroes. It's going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. Am I prepared to be wowed by it? No, not not by any means. But I think I'm really going to enjoy it. And uh, I know it's been out for a while. There's a lot of naysayers for this game. I'm looking to find out what those reasons are because uh, after watching tutorials and, and just playing around with the game myself, I'm really excited about it. I don't think it's going to disappoint me. Like I said, I think it's going to be really entertaining um, and not something that I'll get to the table all the time, but when I do, I'll find, um, I'll find a good entertainment value in it. So look forward to uh, what I have to say about that in the episodes to come. In the meantime, 
Uh, let's keep conversations going about uh, Christmas gift guide. What do you guys want to see under the tree? And we'll keep our conversation going about Christmas gifts, gift guide and what we think you need to see under the tree. So uh, keep listening, keep calling in, and we'll catch you later. All right, everybody, it's time to update that gift guide. So if you're still looking for a gift to give or a gift that you might want to get, this is one I think you should put under the tree or hope to see under the tree. It's called Dice Forge. I've talked about it quite a bit. Um, I really enjoy this game. It's super lightweight with good decisions that still need to be made in it. It is luck-based, um, so if that turns you off right there, just know that. But it's super fun, and let me tell you why. Basically, you are heroes who are uh, selected by the gods to be in a tournament to become demigods. They're going to make the winner of the game a demigod. That's the kind of theme. It's not really there throughout the game, but if there was one, that's it. They give you some weapons to do it with. These are your dice. Your dice can do several different things. They can gain you gold. They can gain you sun crystals or moon crystals, or they can gain you victory points. Now, on your turn and everybody else's turn, that's my favorite part about the game, everybody's turn, you're going to roll the dice and you're going to get the resources that you roll on those two dice. And you've got a sweet resource tracker with a cube that goes up in these little cutout boxes. It's a really nice component. I like it a lot. And as you move up on that component uh, or on that resource tracker, you're waiting for it to come around to be your turn because on your turn you can do two things. You can buy new sides to your dice, which are going to beef up your dice, give you more resources, or even do some other things that I haven't talked about. Or you can go and buy a card, which is called Conquering a, Hero, a Heroic Feat, you can do that too, which is going to give you victory points and more enhancements for the game. So those are your two choices. However, if you have enough sun crystals, you can spend two of them to take a second turn and do whatever you didn't do the first time. So if you bought a dice side the first time, the next, uh, if you spend those sun crystals, you can also buy a card. So you use crystals to buy sun and moon cards, and you use your gold to, um, to buy more dice faces. It's a fantastic game. Really, really fun. It plays quickly, and I, I just love it so much. It's so lightweight, and the nice part is, is you get to chuck your dice every turn. You don't even have to wait till it's your turn. You're going to be doing it on everybody else's turn. So if, you, if you're looking for a lightweight game that's a lot of fun and it's fast-paced, this is the one. You're going to find some strategic value in it alongside with the luck, but you get to roll dice. You get to pop off those little pieces of the dice and put them in. I really, really like this game. Um, I think you're going to like it too. So check out Dice Forge. Oh, and by the way, super cheap for a lot of good components. It's like you can get it almost for 30 bucks now if you find the right Amazon deal. At your, uh, at your local game store, it's going to be about 40 bucks If they're running a deal, maybe 35 something like that. It's a good price for that game. For all the components you get, and there's a lot of them, you get a lot of good stuff. Check out Dice Forge. Hopefully you get it under the tree. We'll keep giving you some more gift guide ideas, so just keep listening and call in and tell us what you're looking to find. All right, check you later.